I'm Dan McCarthy, and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast. So good. That's the best one you're ever going to have. You're not going to have one better than that. Mama didn't raise no dummy. Give me all you want, can't take nothing from me. Big bad wolf trying to catch a little bunny. Learned a long time ago the bears need honey. Coming outside on you niggas. I'm a West Ride on you niggas. I'ma get the OGs and the BGs. Better find a place to hide, cause we killers. In my habitat with gorillas. We can take it to the back, I should kill them. Nah, let me handle that. Let me get them. Nigga, we can lock up like the system. You can call the police like a victim. You a first 48 type of nigga, hit him. Them tear ducks all teared up. Didn't hesitate to tell them, them niggas. Take a break, it's on. We gon' get them. If a motherfucker fake, King Kong and Godzilla. It's that pull up, that bang bang. We serial killer, so we kill them. I'm fired up, I don't think I'm high enough I took two, got five left, I'm out of touch I digress, I truly don't give fucks I'm ice cold, no love I'm turned off, no too much, no honeymoon No fruit ones, can't stand no crooked man I can't stand no bitch Keep your issues, keep your distance I got money to collect If you come from where I come from You know how we represent Get the bag, get the bullets, get the vest Fucking yeah Today I got time for you niggas I'm about to line on you niggas I'm about mine Every single dime Goes for the money and the women I know you assumed you was winning I'm immune to your venom Put a nine from out the denim Ride and hit him Goodbye to riddance Send God to get him Never look about to move ahead Got another pack to move instead Living like a king We get the bread Get away from me We take your head We don't leave a clue No residue Better have a few rolling with you In the photo with the photo Going slow-mo Cop the name that you I'm zoned out, I'm fired up I don't think I'm high enough I took two, got five left I'm out of touch, I digress I truly don't give fucks I'm ice cold, no love I'm turned off, no too much No honeymoon, no fruit ones Can't stand no crooked man I can't stand no bitch Keep your issues, keep your distance I got money to collect If you come from where I come from You know how we rip Get the bag, get the bullets, get the vest, fucking yes. All right, so we just uh, suffered through the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour. I'm sitting with Araf Hussein, my friend. Yes. And this is your second appearance on Stupid Birchwood Podcast. Stupid. <laughs> Idiot Birchwood Podcast. I love Lishi Podcast. Time to talk to my little doggy. I love me doggy. Podcast. <laughs> but aren't all podcasts just fucking no. ridiculous? No, they're all amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit out there. <clears throat> that was a good show though, man. Oh, fuck, dude. I had so much fun. You know, I felt like I was with friends. Yeah. 
Did you feel that way? Yeah, I, I thought that. Uh, I felt like that until I saw those hot chicks right up front. And then they, were they, they attractive? Because I'm yeah, dead they were inside. hot chicks, man. Okay. They were they were hot, hot, hot chicks. Nice. And I was like, uh, maybe you know, you you do the the classic thing of like, maybe if I'm really really funny, mm. maybe they'll just get a glimmer of like, maybe I shouldn't just go out with moose like commercial guys, you know? Maybe I should just go out with someone who's like dark and interesting. So you and mean, then at the end of the set, she just fucking full on made out with him right in front of my fucking face. Did you? Like, you bitch. Was the sole reason you killed tonight because you were trying to impress hot chicks? One hundred percent. That's the only reason I've ever done anything in my entire life. Was to, uh, we awkwardly high five. Somehow, just impress one hot chick. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite part. You are dark and exotic. Yeah, I was hoping for. Yeah. I find you dark and exotic. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I mean. I really do. No, I really How do. How did you feel? You're interesting. You like, killed, man, up there. Everyone around me is looking, you know, is the same. Me and Spoot are the same guy, but we're different. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're different. So I consider you, like, interesting. Because you aren't like us. Shut up. <laughs> did you have fun up there you look like you were enjoying dude, yourself you're fucking doing all all kinds of show tunes i don't yeah. know what the fuck you were doing up there man dude i fucking was sing alongs so, and all this dude, shit i know and I, you know i just felt so fucking good up there i really did i've been having um a very stressful time in my life and the comedy is such a release. It really is. I, it's like ejaculation. No, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of sad you screamed out the N-word so many times. But, you know, it was good. Well, I thought it was okay because I thought you could say the N-word yeah. if you point at people. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Chris Hovey. Chris Hovey, you're on Birchwood Podcast. I am? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, yeah why don't you sit down and tell us what you, you know. You were going to leave, but now that we're podcasting, you've got to stay for 11 hours. I know, you've had your own had special episode. So is Arif, by the way. Uh, Chris, oh, yeah. wh- why don't you just tell them what you, uh, what one of your fans uh, said to you while you were uh, waiting outside? Oh, uh, after I did my set and I did my moped bit. And I walked out because it was hot inside. And the guy pointed at me and said, we need to go inside. It's the queer with the moped. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be onto something that New Brunswick has not grown socially at all. These, these people were so homophobic. Nobody here tonight was woke. Zero people no, were woke in there. With a younger crowd that knew what you were talking about. These people were not on your page. They I'm recording no the most idea. amazing episode of Birchwood Podcast oh, right nice. now. Nice, Mark Splude, your yeah. retirement show. How do you feel? I feel fucking fantastic. Right, Mark. I need you guys to sign right, that. See you, buddy. Uh, hey, what are we yeah. signing, Listen. bro? Oh, the uh, ticket? Oh, I love you, man. That's awesome, of course. But, uh... We're going to fucking hang out. Stay tight. Yeah. I got something to talk to you about the next time I see you. Gay sex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our flight's talking about that. You got to sign right? this Just put for, something for in there. Blue. Right? It's all good stuff. It's always fucking love. I love you both. Hey, good to see you. I, lo- I love you, hubbies. I'm not a hubby yet. Yeah, you're going to be. Nah, you know, you, you know you're going to be a hubby. What's he waiting for? 
Oh yeah, very oh, old. You're yeah. fucking gross. Your ovaries are fucking gross. <laughs> oh, you mean mothballs? You gotta sit down. They're you gotta gone. sit down. They're gone. It's Nana's closet down there. It's moldy. Oh, no. Yeah. Settle in. I am not. <laughs> Anyway, looking or waiting for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, you don't want him to pump a hot load into you. <laughs> Future Mrs. Hovey. He does that every day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where's he fucking going? I am going to say that to every girl I ejaculate in from now on. I'm going to pump a Future hot load. Future Mrs. Hovey. That's what I'm going to say. Just, just hey, as I ejaculate. I'm good. I'm chill. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. He's going nowhere. Look at him. No. Mr. Steady. He's even holding on to something. Holy Mr. fuck. Mr. Steady. I fucking love Is that it. celebratory cigarette making you woozy, sir? Mm-hmm. No, okay, all right. He said he's going to get married over here. Man, it's been a party. It's been so much fun. Party? Do you want okay. me to use the, the, the Venga bus is coming. So sign this? Yeah. Thanks for being here tonight, man. Oh, this was a fun time, man. It really was. I hope we can recreate this magic someday. <laughs> I just realized how pathetic I sounded. Why, why? What, what's that? You just shared real emotion and you're just uncomfortable with your emotion? Yes. yes. Is that why? Very much. Why? What, I don't like why? that. I don't, I don't like that feeling. You have to be You have to be open to your emotion, man. Like the other day, like I'm not into musicals at all. I've hated every musical I've ever watched. Yeah. And the other day I watched... Uh, the greatest showman with my daughter. Yeah. And uh, I teared up, man. Really? It, up. it, it, yeah, it affected you, yeah. Yeah, man. You know when he hands over his hat to the young Zac Efron is passing on the torch to the young kid where he's like, this is all yours now. I have to watch, go watch my daughter grow up. And, you know, it got me. Wow. And the next day, you know, we went out and I was just filled with so much love. And I was like... Really? You know what? I had to go buy new office pants. And then she... I was like, you know what? What kind of what kind of office pants did you want? And she picked them out, and they were bright mustard-colored office pants. And I bought them like a fool. <laughs> and they you're are the, caught up in emotion. They were the ugliest fucking office pants. <laughs> and I got office pants, the mustard office pants that I got to wear now. Man, that's so beautiful. You love your daughter just as much as I love my daughter. She's got shit taste in fucking pants, dude. I know, I know. Don't ask your children for. But you what? bought it. I bought out it out of love. I bought it. Out of, I was like, say the up. words out of love. I was out of love, but I caught. Yeah. I got caught up, but I should have done. Mustard. You don't know. Now that's mustard colored office pants. Imagine yes. how ugly those would look on mustard me. color. Office pants. Oh, man, I fully plan to have them. Purchased out of love. That's the title of your she's new like, album. You have to buy them. You know, you only wear dark colors. I said, you know, you're right. office pants. I have never been so excited to jump into a conversation in my life. Ah oh, man, you're here. Ever. Mark Splude, Arv Hussein. So stupid, man. And and Shane Augie. The classic trio. That We're like the three down. musketeers. He, he had the, he had the, he had the final set. Man. An amazing fucking show tonight, man. Front to back. I just apologized to Hobby. Who? To Hobby? Yeah. I Why? felt bad. Because I was really hot. He went long. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, well, I was so I tell worked you, up man? to get up what'd there. What did I tell you? You know? It was magical. I wasn't worried about, I was just worried it was going to get loud. And at the very end, it got a little fucking loud. I didn't fucking matter at that point. Yeah. But, uh. Man, from bell to bell, just a fucking amazing show. It really was. Dude, it was really beautiful. Was. Yeah. I couldn't believe you were going up first. And yeah. you fucking murdered for like 21.5 minutes. It was great. Murder. I felt so good. I was talking Murder. to Arf about it, man. I, I felt like literally euphoric. 
Like that's how a person should feel on the inside. Absolutely. When man. you perform and you're getting that I, adrenaline, like I that don't is think I've ever life. seen you get that good a response ever. Man, it was like a one in five year show. I said the show, same thing like to Chris. That's the best response I've ever seen him get. Yeah. And the same might be true for Dan too. Yeah, it was a great show. Man, the it best was in New Brunswick comedy. Amazing. I mean, at first I, I was making fun of the name, but we really are the best in New Brunswick. Dude, I mean, I mean, stop. It's a small place. <laughs> it's a small place, but so we're the, we're the oh, funniest here he guys. Is. Here he is. Where was this guy in the fucking oh, truck on the way here? I think I'm depressed. You know, man. <laughs> listen, listen. Stop, man. Oh, on, Don't man. tell anyone. I'm recording the podcast. See, what are you doing? See, you would have killed even harder than you fucking killed tonight if you had have brought this guy into my truck. I that was all that fucking. I tried to, I tried to have I a am having mental health problems. <laughs> right, well, Fucking come on, man. <laughs> You're sharing your Jesus Christ. Look at this. That was your mistake. You're Indian. Look at this. You're Indian. See, look at fucking racist. It's so hurtful. Are you not? You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh my God. You're gonna have to erase all of this. Oh, no, no, you know what? I have no reputation to protect anymore. That's Fuck right. It. That's right. You're no longer Mark Splude, her uh, public I personality. I have returned to being nomad woodsman. That's me. Man, that's a, wow, that's a great title for a book. That was me nomad, before I got in. Nomad wood, before wood, I got into comedy, that that was me, man. Return to Nomad uh, Woodsman. Yeah. That's a great title that's for right. a book. Yes. This time he's absolutely. The, I got no time to be writing books. Write a book about not, fucking carving out a deer and fucking <laughs> making guys, your beautiful strain of yellow ganja, whatever the fuck you're doing. Can you believe how on you know, board these guys were with the fucking he's the fawn stuff? of Spain, Saint John. This time, the fawn of Saint John. That's what I'm gonna be. Happy trees. Oh my fuck, that's creepy. <laughs> that makes me feel like you're gonna kill me more than I already felt that way. How on board were these guys about for like talking about retards and fucking doing like retard directions <laughs> and stuff? Well, they, right on board. We were just right on that. fucking board, dude. They, when I pulled that out, when I did this, <laughs> they were fucking just yes. Ma Mark, yes, they were that's, so happy about Mark, it. that's because they had already <laughs> witnessed five of them oh, prior to you coming Ill. on stage. Yeah, they're, yeah, they were used to them. You're right. That was you're a perfect right. ending. Jamie Splode, you're finally on Birchwood podcast. Oh, fuck, I feel like I feel like I'm the president's wife tonight. You really are the first lady of St. John Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys sign that shit or not? You are. You've got a scarf. It's very presidential. Know, Shane, did you sign that stuff? Yes, I did. Absolutely. Both brother. pieces? Uh, not both no, pieces. Oh, you got, guys, what is that? Come the on, poster? Hi, everybody it's on the your Birchwood first time? podcast. Is oh, your first uh, yes, time Dan McCarthy's on the Birchwood Podcast. Have fun, man. Act like you've fucking been here before. Rest your balls well. We're going to do this again. All right. Great seeing you, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. Looking forward to it, bro. Come on. Hey, hey, come here for a minute. Hold on for a minute. Hold on. This is the best in New Brunswick edition of Birchwood Podcast. We just had a sold-out show over 200 people at the St. John Marina in St. John, New Brunswick. Canada and everybody destroyed. It turned out to be Splude's retirement party. Um, yeah, he's retiring. Uh, your husband is retiring from comedy. He is, yes. But he just destroyed a room of over 200 people at uh, the place that they park boats in the fancy part of town. Boat parking. Yeah, you know boat. You know boat parking. Yeah. 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 I was trying to do uh, really. I was trying to write boat jokes on the way here. Are you? You know, Thank you for you saying there, you that. I was, but I came right down, man. You seemed happy. I was. I was filled with joy. I was yeah. totally well, euphoric, and I'm, I'm being completely honest. Because I listen to your podcast no. sometimes. What are you talking about? And I giggle to myself because I know you. And so sometimes you'll be like, yeah, life is great. And I know in that shade on your brain, you're like, I'm going to fucking kill someone. So it's so true. You read me like a book.
Hi, I'm James Wallinger. Don't forget to subscribe to Birchwood Podcast. Welcome to Birchwood Podcast. It is Friday, September 27th. Hello, how are you? I'm glad to hear your voice. Wait, you're hearing my voice, but someday I'll hear your voice, right? Because we're going to get to know each other, aren't we? Yes, you're going to get to know Shane Ogden on this podcast because that's what I'm here to do. Tell you about my life. This is one life and I hope you enjoy hearing it. This is like a shitty Truman show. You can tune in every Friday and learn just a little bit more about a f- this this father, husband, electrician, comedian, show producer. Uh, you you can hear all about it. Um, I talk all about it, and um, there there we are. That is what Birchwood Podcast is. I named it Birchwood Podcast because I was in a trailer park called Birchwood Trailer Park. When I started the podcast, so I'm very clever that way. I named it Birchwood Podcast. So uh, I was thinking about what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Uh, I can't wait to tell you about last weekend, but this weekend coming up, I'm going to take my daughter to a playground. But I'm not going to take her to a playground in a poor neighborhood. Never do that, by the way. Always go to those gated communities, those rich neighborhoods. That's where you want to take your kid. Take your kid to somewhere where they have like uh, the, the ripped up tires and the fancy dinosaurs that you climb on and through. And they've got like water spray cannons and real fancy, fancy playgrounds. That's where you want to take your kid. We're the, in the rich part of town. Not the uh, playgrounds that I went to when I was a kid in the poor parts of town. You know, there's half a pack of cigarettes on the slide, needles in the sandbox and some unexplained goo on the monkey bars like no don't don't take your kids to the poor playground take them to the rich neighborhood and uh yeah it's extra fun because you can get those snotty looks from those well-to-do people when you do that so that's what i'm gonna do i think we're gonna try to hopefully it's nice weather and we'll get out uh, and enjoy some fresh air this weekend i hope we i hope we can do that um who knows we might uh, just ditch that plan and go see a movie. Hard to say. Uh, spending some time with my daughter Ella tonight. We watch a show together called Nailed It on Netflix. It's really, really fun. It's a cooking show, a baking show to be more specific. And they take three contestants who can't bake and uh, they, they film them. It's kind of cruel, actually, <laughs> when I think about it. But uh, hey, at least one of them wins $10,000. And uh, basically, they just make fun of their terrible baking. And then they uh, reveal the robot cake that they were supposed to make. And it's nothing like the one that they were supposed to make. And they say, nailed it, when they show them. And the, the robot head falls off and everybody laughs. And then they give some uh, someone that robot head managed to stick on uh, $10,000. So it's cool. We get to see who wins. Who's, who's the winner out of all those losers? We get to find out. Um, so that's, you know, this weekend coming up, I'm hoping to do a little bit of relaxing. Work has been uh, ongoing. And, uh, man, <laughs> I'm putting in some crazy hours at work. And, uh, and these jobs are just, they just keep coming, man. They're a busy company. And uh, it's good in a sense. I mean, I never... At work, I'm never like, oh, when is this day going to end? I'm, I'm always feeling like, God, I don't have enough time. Like, got to get this done. And so 
you know, I don't know how hectic your work life is, but I do appreciate and enjoy the solitude of the weekend and uh, being with family. Uh, I've got the kids this weekend, so it's extra great. I get to spend time with uh, loved ones. Um, tonight, uh, my girlfriend's mother came over to watch my daughter uh, in between uh, Alicia's schedule and my schedule sometimes. Uh, it's hard. Sometimes we have to get my son to watch my daughter for an hour or two, or in this case, uh, Alicia's mom. And she came over and we had some uh, chicken. Alicia had bought a chicken uh, from Sobeys and we, we ate the chicken and uh, ate some, What she made craft dinner and uh, we had potatoes, carrots and cauliflower and we ate it all and it was good. And then we watched uh, some nail episodes of Nailed It. Uh, also, Alicia's mother brought over what I can only describe as a toilet china cabinet. Now, let me explain this situation here. I didn't know you needed furniture in the bathroom, but apparently you do. Um, this goes over the toilet, and it's like a shelf. But this one is real fancy that she bought us. It's like got this these doors that open like a china cabinet like you feel like you should put your grandmother's dishes in there but you're like oh no oh yeah this is where I shit so I'm not going to put grandma's dishes in here but it's like I basically have a china cabinet over my toilet I don't know what the fuck is going on but anyways <laughs> it's going to be a nice place to put toilet paper so we're happy okay so that's good and uh that's you know that now and you can't not know that now so if you ever use my bathroom, you go, oh, this is the china cabinet, man. Uh, I feel totally blessed to poo and peep here. Uh, anyway, uh, we had three great shows over the weekend. I say we, uh, but there's a lot of different we people, people in the in the, the group, we. Um, first of all, the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour was Friday night, and it was amazing. It doubled as Mark Splude's retirement party. And uh, it was phenomenal, man. Everyone did great on the show. I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn, but toot, toot, because I did good. I got to admit, I'm smiling right now thinking about it. It was fun. I probably haven't done that well on stage in about five years. It really, really felt like the old me. Um, But yeah, that's... That was that, you know, I mean, it was an amazing night. What can I say? Um, you heard a little chatter from the party, the after party. Um, I originally interviewed uh, Jamie Splude. However, uh, the audio wasn't that great because everyone got yelling and screaming. So that's why I cut that short. Um, in this episode uh, coming up, um, talk. we're talking to Dan McCarthy. Um, but I'll explain that a little more uh, later. For now, please subscribe to this show. If you haven't liked it on iTunes, please do so. Um, please uh, share it with a friend and email the show. Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com I want to hear uh, what you have to say about the show, your experiences, and your observations on some of the subject matter. Also, I'd like to know where you're listening from. And anything at all, 
I'll read it on the air. Just uh, send an email to birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and check out the Facebook page where we have pictures and things that are related to the show. Having said all that, it was a great weekend. I had a fun time. The week, the work week, uh, was a log to saw, but we did it. I installed my second generator and it worked you know I don't know why I expect it not to it's it's not that hard to install them it really isn't but it does take a lot of there's a procedure and you gotta handle it the right way because it's easy to do something wrong right but I don't know it's it's nerve-wracking you know it's this is we're talking about somebody's electricity in their house you know if you <laughs> if you want to know how badly you need the electricity in your house just go shut off your breaker go shut off your main panel and just sit there for 20 minutes man you'll go nuts so like you know i gotta shut someone's power off for about four hours you know sometimes eight if I'm doing like a panel swap or something, uh, it could be out of power for eight hours, you know, four hours, six hours, eight hours, you know, it's scary. <laughs> and then the idea is when the power goes out, the generator kicks on and powers up the house and you got to uh, simulate uh, power outage. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, you got to go to a website to generate an activation code and you, you know you have to have an electrical permit first you have to get an electrical waiver from the town that you're you're in and then they you know you take that and they get their uh gotta pay to have a permit electrical permit issued you have to get three copies you have to give one to the uh utility the authority uh, the electrical authority in that jurisdiction and you have to keep one you have to give one to the customer you got to get special stickers from the electrical inspector to put on the side of the meter to get a work order number. Like, it's a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, yeah, that's just before you even touch anything. And then you got to, you know, make sure that your wire is the right size and length. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're, uh, you're doing everything okay because it, it is, you know, somebody's I don't know I don't want to say life but kinda <laughs> you, you could you could make someone's day really bad if you weren't uh, on the ball with that stuff so it's like it's a lot of pressure man I really would like to have a job with a little less pressure but you know sometimes it is sometimes it is the those kind of days even even in the even though some of the things I do are very serious, some of the things I do are, are not so serious, and in fact, not serious at all. And uh, I guess that's where comedy fits into my life. So for those of you who have never listened to this show, I'm a father, husband, comedian, show producer, electrician, uh, and that's about it. I think that's all I can be, those five things. <laughs> I can't be anything else. Please don't make me be anything else because I do not have time. 
as as it sits right now, it's ten thirty on a Thursday night. I should I should be asleep right now because I got to get up at uh, at about six forty and get my day started. Get the kids up, get them eating breakfast, get in the work truck, head on off to work, and start all over again. How many of us are like that? How many people out there listening to this podcast? are doing the 9 to 5 hustle. It is a grind, isn't it? I I I really I strive to be one of these people that are like I love everything I do, blah blah blah, you know. And I and I'm coming to you from a perspective of privilege. You know, like I'm able to talk about the annoyance of the grind, but really I should be so grateful to be able to pay my bills. You know, just to pay those bills. What a privilege. I was not that lucky, not that long ago, and there's a lot of people who are still struggling to find work. And it's uh, a real blessing to have a, a good paying job. And now, a word from our sponsors. Just kidding, that wasn't a sponsor at all, was it? <laughs> that was my buddy James Mollinger reminding you to subscribe to Birchwood Podcast. Um, because I noticed some of you haven't, and that's a real dick thing to do. If you're listening to this show and you support me, you should subscribe and share and email the podcast at birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Visit the Facebook page. Do it all. Do it for... Shaney, Bubba, Ogden, Daddy, Mac, Junior, the third. <laughs> uh, my real name is Shane Donald Norman Princey Ogden. That is on my birth certificate. Uh, I don't know why my mother felt necessary to name me after everyone in the family. Yes, Princey is a guy, was a guy, he was my grandfather, and that is fucked up, <laughs> I know, but I did meet somebody over the weekend named 10C, the number 10, the letter C, 10C, right? So where do you think this woman, like, what do you think her nationality is? A white, old woman, not super old, older woman, 10C. Anyway, <laughs> I asked her about her name, and her I can't remember her full name, but it had the word whore in it, and <laughs> I swear to God, it was like whoresome, or like ten whore, or sea whore, like it was weird, like whatever she said, it had the word whore in it. So that's why she changed it to 10C. And I said, I totally understand. But why not Kathy? You know, like, Kathy's a pretty good name. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, was, it was a privilege to meet her. She was the mother of the owner of the marina that we did a comedy show in on Friday night. Uh, which doubled as my buddy Splude's retirement party. And I'm sad to see him go from comedy. But 
not that sad because I know, I know in my heart, somehow, it's the right thing. Because if he doesn't do stand-up again, he's happy not doing it. But if he does do it again, he's going to come back with a vengeance. Because that guy is vicious. And he closed a show on Friday night and he killed. And he killed with a new bit, a new closer. Which, uh, you know, that's that was typical Mark Splude. You know, just 20 minutes of brand new shit that all killed. And then we're just scratching our heads like, how did he do it? But, uh, yeah, I, you know, that's that was it just uh, happened to be his last show. Said he was going to retire from comedy. I guess he's retired from comedy. You know, I'm 42, he's 42, I have a teenage son, he has a teenage son, we both have daughters, wives, the the whole bit, we're, we're basically the same guy, except he's a hunter, and he's into like, you know, four-wheeling, and it's, he, he's a, he's different, but he's the same, like I identify with him so much, and so many things, we have a similar sense of humor, but I do see subtle differences and major differences. I still am not, I, I have more to do with stand-up. I don't know what yet, but I, I definitely have more that I want to accomplish. And uh, so I killed Friday night, which is like a real, I know it's a real arrogant thing to say, but I don't kill every day, right? So I, I got to celebrate the wins. So I got to say I did do well on Friday night. Saturday and Sunday, I did well, um, and then uh, even even uh, someone I admire and look up to, another comedian, he uh, called me at home and told me how great I was doing, which I, I thought was that was pretty awesome of him. You know, he, he's a busy guy and he's a a well known comedian. He's doing really well, and you know, for him to call me at home, it, I was a I was a feather in my cap. I really really appreciated that. Anyway, what can I tell you, man? That's pretty much the update. I'm, I'm working like hell. I am uh, laughing when I can because I think it's important. Um, I don't want to get too heavy on the whole um, mental illness, suicide prevention, mental health kick. But that's what it was all about Saturday and Sunday night at Chuckles Comedy Club in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. It was about raising awareness. I haven't got a fucking clue what I was talking about because I just got interrupted by a phone call. Oh yeah, I record this podcast on my phone uh, for those of you who don't know. So I really should shut it off next time. Put it on uh, airplane mode or whatever. Anyway, I just... Uh, I think I was talking about mental illness uh, and and uh, depression and suicide. There's been a lot of suicides in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada lately. And I'm sure that that's not isolated to our small community. I'm sure that all over the, the map this is taking place. And I think it has something to do with social media and comparing ourselves and being able to comment on each other's expression in public forums. It's, it's, it's a real drag how people treat each other and... Um, and I just think there's a, a poison in 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 the the uh, people's brain, 
their brain waves and, and, um, you know, this need for attention and so on. I mean, maybe I'm going through that in some kind of way, you know, maybe you could point to an artist and say they want to be different, therefore they uh, want attention and so on. But I think everybody wants attention, don't they? Doesn't everybody want someone to notice them? Someone to say they're special, someone to say they're different, someone to celebrate them. I don't know, I guess that's probably what people want. I mean, that's probably why birthdays exist, right? Uh, to let people know that, hey, you're important at least one day a year. Happy birthday to you. If it's your birthday, wow, that'd be weird, right? Uh, here's something weird that happened before I wrap this up. Uh, we were walking through the neighborhood, my daughter uh, and I, and uh, Taz, our dog, and Sparkle, our dog, who Ella named when she was three. She named this dog Sparkle. Uh, and then we were uh, walking our dogs down the street, and a husband and wife said, Hey, Aren't you, Shane, didn't I see you on stage on Saturday night at Chuckles? I said, yeah, that's me. And they're, oh, you were so good. And uh, this is our dog and blah, blah, blah. And, I said, and, and we were holding uh, Sparkle back because she can be a bit aggressive. And uh, I was like, Sparkle, Sparkle, stop that. And she said, what did you call that dog? And Nella went, Sparkle. And she goes, this is Sparkle. And they pointed to their dog and we're like, no, this is Sparkle. And they're like, we laughed. They also have a dog named Sparkle. That's a pretty big coincidence. However, totally explainable and understandable. This is where it gets weird. They let their daughter name the dog. Yikes. Isn't that crazy? So there's another Sparkle in our neighborhood and their daughter named the dog Sparkle, just like our daughter named our dog Sparkle. It's weird. So that was cool. Cool interaction, you know? So, you know, uh, sometimes good things happen. Uh, anyway, this show uh, that we did at Chuckles was uh, in memory of Brad McColgan, who took his own life um, earlier this year. And so we were doing a fundraiser for uh, mental health. And in the planning stage of the show, someone else took their life in the city. And, uh, you know, just terrible uh, situation. And our guest this week, Dan McCarthy, hilarious one-liner comedian from St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Um, he has his own story about mental health uh, and struggle with depression and suicide. Um, so this is an interesting interview. And uh, it's, it's worth noting that Dan is a, is a funny guy. And he's also a friend of mine, and I, I really enjoy uh, spending time with him. And this is a great opportunity for me to learn more about our guest this week, Dan McCarthy. Well, let me tell you, man, I always underestimate you. Thank you. I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I think, okay, I hope Dan does well. You always do well. I've never do failed. You, do you feel that you always do well? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can honestly it's say... It's not arrogance. It's no, just no, you're no, really I, good at comedy. Quantifiably, I can honestly say I have never really bombed. Not no, 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 no. People love you. Yeah. Yeah, but you work hard. Yeah, I'm like the Chris Hubby of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't he in comedy too? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so when did you want to be a comedian? From the moment I found out it was a thing. Joey Gladstone on Full House was a comedian, and I remember seeing that when I was like four and thinking that's the coolest fucking shit in the world. Are you really? For real. That's for, for real. Do you know I met him? Dave Cool or wait, wait, wait. Dave Cool character? No. Oh, well, but the thing was, it was the Calgary Yuck Yucks. Yeah. And he came in. And he was like, "Hi, everybody!" Nice. And, he, and he was like, uh, "And and it, he was riding that fame. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's riding that. Well, you got to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's a really nice guy. Yeah. And um, I was kind of in my first few years of comedy. Yeah. You haven't been doing stand up that long, relatively. Four years. Four years, yeah. right? You've been doing stand up four years. In a scene that doesn't have a terrible amount of comedy. Like, there's not no. a ton of comedy here. No, God, no. No. We have one club. Yep. We used to have two. Yes. And uh, then we got a bunch of scattered open mics. Yep. So how often do you get out? Uh, if I do it once a month, it's a fluke. Yeah, really? I, yeah. Yeah, I might, yeah. I probably 10, 10 a year, I would say. Yeah. yeah if, I was, if I'm being honest, yeah. But how, do you, how many do you need? Because, you know, I did a set last night. Mm. And I hadn't done stand-up in probably... I'm going to say five months mm. or no, maybe four months, four months. And like they say, you got to always get on stage, always get on stage. I think there's, there's some truth to that, but I also had this burst of energy last night. You were with me. Oh yeah. It yeah. Was a great show. It was crazy. Wasn't oh, yeah. it? It was fantastic. But I, but I, I, I haven't been up practicing day in, day out. Like they say to, yeah. what's your philosophy on, you know, the hard work part of it or... Well, the people who say that you have to get up every night or every as often as you can generally live in bigger cities where that's possible. We And also, they're not entertaining the type of folks that we're entertaining. That's true. They, it's a uh, different climate. Yeah, absolutely. The, the good people of St. John are... Uh, I'm not going to say they're dumb by any means, but they don't <laughs> generally know the difference between a really polished act and a not-so-polished act. Right, that's true. We fool yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. We're very good at <laughs> tricking them. But I think we could trick uh, City Slickers. I think we could oh, get yeah, out there sure. and do some stand-up. Oh, yeah, man. We yeah. go to Toronto or Montreal. We kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Just a few years ago, I went to Calgary, and I did the uh, Comedy Cave. Yeah. Man, that was terrifying. Oh, it, yeah? To be around real comedians. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I, we're real comedians. What the fuck? We make people laugh. Yeah. Right? We, we get in front of sort people of. make them laugh. Yeah. But to be in an actual comedy club and to go up and then somebody behind you just murdered. I oh, mean, yeah. you were on kind of a show like that tonight yeah. I mean you just did a set opening up for Steve Hofstetter who's like one of the hottest comedians in comedy right Damn now right. and uh, but you held your own like your shoulders were up you were there was zero difference between you and the host and you know what? like you were very very funny and then at the end you were touching which I you know was like wow that's because we're doing this fundraiser for Canadian Mental Health and of course you were talking about unfortunately your dad passing away yeah. and how that affected you and um, so you you made it seem so flawless but that had to be like a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster it can be it yeah. can be but it's it's uh, it's something that I, if you address it enough times over the course of 20 years it becomes a lot less difficult to talk about yeah uh, talking about it is important uh, I think that overall I've never been a person who was, was shamed that it was a suicide not once I never lied about it I never once said it was a heart attack or any of that shit yeah it was it is what it is and uh, not enough people are talking about it and, and the fact that there's for some people, some shame involved, or some yeah. uh, uh, that they have a difficult difficult time talking about it. I think it uh, I think it kind of sucks, and I think it does a disservice to people out there that are struggling and uh, and could need need to hear it. They yeah. need to hear about it. Yeah. Um, I know personally, for me, it's great to talk about because 
I really feel like like we're doing this uh, fundraiser here tonight. It's for the Canadian Mental Health Institution or, or association, whatever yeah. they are. But uh, it's also for one of our regular customers, Brad McCouglin, um, in memory of Brad, uh, who is a regular customer who took his life. And um, I don't. I feel like I'm so similar to Brad. Like oh, same. Dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel similar too to Brad. The dude ran a Facebook joke page, and what is my Facebook page if not a Facebook joke page? Mm-hmm. He's got ki- he's got two kids, yeah, fairly close in age. I've got I had two sons. I also have a daughter now, so I did a little bit of a combo breaker there. Yeah, uh, but there's there's an awful lot adding up there, and uh, the the biggest fear I have, period is that someday I'll end up suicidal. I don't think I'm going to be. I, I've i never really had any inkling towards it. Uh, but at the same time, I also am aware that because my father committed suicide, that technically makes me six times as likely. Uh, I'm aware Really? That, you, you know the stats yes, on that? Yes, yes. Wow. Because uh, uh, I don't... I don't. Did you Google it? Like, how did okay, you know that? So, fun story. And this is actually <laughs> the story that I was... This is actually the story I was going to tell tonight. And then yeah. I decided, for the sake of time constraints, I'm not going to get into it. So... Dad dies November of 99. The last time we speak to him was early November. And he had promised my brother and I that he would get us a computer. Like, this was back in... But not everyone had one. So it was, like, a big deal. We didn't have one. And he borrowed one from a friend, and he, like, showed us all the cool shit it could do. And then he said, you want one of these for Christmas? We'll see what we can do. So to us, that was, like promise that we're getting a computer Amazing. and then the next time i hear from dad it wasn't from him it was from his brother who found him in his apartment so cut to i completely had forgotten about the computer at that point like dad just died this is the furthest thing from my mind right month rolls up month later rolls around it's like almost christmas time and my mom takes us to her office where she was working at the time and uh, said she had some boxes that she had to get us to move and bam sitting there brand fucking new computer she went in now the story goes that mom was cleaning out dad's apartment she went in his wallet she found a receipt and a note saying that he had purchased a computer and to pick it up right before christmas time we were thrilled it was the last piece of dad. He had come through for us on Christmas one one last time. It was it's frankly beautiful. And the very first thing I did when I was alone with this computer, after the very first thing I did when I was alone with the computer, because um, I was twelve, uh, <laughs> was I was on Yahoo search as you do, because um, that was before Google, and uh, I typed in just trying trying to connect my tragedy with anybody. You know, uh, I googled. I was looking to know if there was any celebrities who's, who had had a parent die of suicide. So, but I, what I Googled was children of suicided parents. And what came up after seven and a half minutes of waiting, uh, when you click on that top link, was an infographic saying that children of, the, of a, a, parent, a parent who committed suicide of the same sex as the parent are six times as likely to commit suicide themselves. Which, by the way, thanks for the nightmare box, Dad. I really appreciate that. Um, and to this date, I have not used Yahoo Search again, despite their rampant popularity. So that scared the shit out of me. And, uh, and and but for forever, we just we we treasured this computer because it was like the last thing that we got from Dad. And come like oh five oh six, it's it's pretty run down. Like we the amount of porn that had been downloaded on that thing, and like illegal music and games and all that shit. Like it was virus ridden. 
it was it was running very slow. It was just it was an old computer. It needed to you know it needed to do something, and uh, we went to my mom and I went to McLean Micro uh, because that's where Dad had bought the computer, and she said she was in the market for a new one, and the guy behind the counter knew my mom. Uh, they they go back quite a ways apparently, uh, and he says to her something fucking floored me uh are you looking for something basic or are you looking for something more top end like the last one i sold you it wasn't my dad that bought the computer my mom had faked a receipt my mom had faked the whole thing she bought it knowing full well that he had promised it took zero credit for it for uh five six years until until it was eventually outed and uh that taught me a couple things. A, I got an awesome mom. That's fucking great. Thanks, mom. And uh, number two, um, obviously people who commit suicide aren't thinking rationally because I know for a fact that for all of his faults, my dad wasn't the type of guy who would just make a promise with no intention of keeping it. Right. So if he promised us a computer, he had full intentions of getting us that computer and he just never got around to it before his demons overtook him. Wow. And we... What a great way to put it. His demons overtook him. Yeah, that's what, that's and, what it is. And right now... Um, I'm being completely honest with you, Dan. I'm fi- I'm fighting those demons. Yeah. And I fight them every single day. Yeah. And uh, that's why I feel like I'm the same guy as as Brad and and Lloyd Raven and mm-hmm. your dad. Like I just feel like, and I and I've heard statistics. Like I've heard guys in their 40s yep. who lose their job, mm-hmm. who get divorced. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I live in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the greatest husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of this shit kind of happened to me statistically i'm very very likely you tick a lot of boxes i tick a lot of boxes but what keeps me going is uh being able to have conversations like this yes you know and um just just so you're aware yeah if you kill yourself shane i'm gonna be fucking disappointed in you are you i'm just saying i'm gonna be very very disappointed do you mind if i ask why um well (laughs) um i'm a you're a father Yes, if someone true. kills themselves and they don't have kids, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I frankly don't. I mean, I, no offense. Like, I love you so much. I'm sorry. Dude. Like, yeah, okay, parents can lose children. Yeah, right. that's, that's tragic. Right. But I mean, I mean, and I, that, that's terrible enough too. But I right. mean, some people they they don't have anybody. They fucking off themselves. Overall, not that great of a damaging thing. But right. if you've got kids, that's not a job you're allowed to quit. Being a dad is not a job that you can just say fuck off. I'm done. Yeah. In my opinion. So that's something that keeps me going through my dark times. Yeah. Having, uh, having, having some kids. myself, my kids, uh, help me through that. And I don't mean to be a hack, yeah. but that literally, I can't even tell you how many times Ella and Casey have saved my life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, like one day, dude, I was going to walk the dog and I was going to hang myself with the dog leash. And I, okay. and, and the reason that, like they say, oh, if you have a plan, mm-hmm. that's that means we're supposed to be serious. We're yeah. really supposed to talk to you and tie you up in the rubber room and yeah, whatever, yeah. right? I did have that plan. And my plan was to like watch the dog run free and hang myself. And then I thought... Poetic. Yeah, yeah, it was, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know, but then I, then I came, I don't know, uh, became sober. Okay. I, I be, suddenly realizing that, oh my God, what would that do to my little girl? Yeah. What would I, that do to my little boy? Right. You and know? I, honestly, I thought you were going with that, that it was a retractable leash and it just slowly lowered you to the floor. <laughs> but... <laughs> Man, you're so funny. I try. <laughs> Defense mechanism. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
So now you're a dad. You got yeah. uh, a couple of kids, three kids. Three kids, yeah. Two three kids, and, and now a fresh vasectomy. Yeah. You know? Fresh. Very fresh. Very fresh. Still seeping. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> Two days. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Feeling all right. So what was that like? It wasn't that bad. It's not like, that bad. No, man. Like, the, And I expected the needle to the balls to like hurt a lot, but I barely felt that. Yeah. And then he's like, you might feel some tugging. Didn't feel any tugging. And then he's like, you might feel a little pinch. Didn't feel a pinch. Like, it was just the only, t- only way I knew he was doing anything is I was looking away as so I smelled burning. I was like, right. Okay, this yeah. is what we're doing here. I've heard that. Yeah. You smell burning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're cauterizing your wound. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and I that was I was worried because my dad had a vasectomy yeah. in like mid nineties, and something Oof. to do with the right, <laughs> something to do with like his balls were like too. There was like a tube that was too tight. Yeah, and so when they they opened him up and they cut it and they couldn't get it tied because it was like too short or something, so we had to go through the entire recovery period without the the after effect. Right, so. Yeah, he had to do the full vasectomy recovery, uh, take days off work and, and all that nonsense. But luckily, my uh, my doctor was very good, and uh, my I do not have my dad's balls. As it turns <laughs> out, I have my mom's balls. And uh, and everything went swimmingly. Well, hopefully a lot less swimmingly than it was before. That's right. Um, That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go wait, wait for my testing and everything before yeah. we start raw-dogging the old lady. And You know... Raw dog and the old lady is such a wonderful sentence, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> isn't it? Some of the best words you can put together. I know. Um, yeah. So when did, do you remember when we met? Um, the very first time we met was in person. Uh, was I was working for you at the old top of the town. Uh, oh, was that when, it? Yeah, back when Mark's Blue was booking the shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like the first person he decided to book, and it was uh, it was uh, Chris Quigley was the headliner, and I showed up like an hour and a half before the show because I was ever so anxious, and uh, I, yeah, I helped you set up some stuff. Oh, yeah, that that's first all. Time we met. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah, I, no time. And now you're still helping me. You're do, doing shows, and yeah, uh, that's great, man. And it, you know, um, I have such a terrible memory and I think it was be- it's just been because I've just made myself too busy yeah and I've always done that and uh, I think I'm just afraid to slow down yeah you know <laughs> like yeah. I just feel like if I'm not doing comedy I'm not gonna stay current if I'm not if I walk away from the comedy club then all this work for the last 10 years will be for nothing if I don't keep uh, if I don't keep a schedule at the podcast my listeners will drop off like it's always like all those things are kind of true I'm almost working myself uh, not yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Just keep moving. Just keep doing stuff. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your uh, you know idea about you know work play balance and all that? So how uh, do you make time for yourself? Because a lot of the mental health research says you gotta make time for self care. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I am a self caring individual. Are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You take I, luxurious bubble baths. Nothing and... like that. No. 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 That, I, uh... <laughs> No, I gotta fix the plumbing first. Um, oh yeah, that's right. No, we uh, the seeping. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. Uh, I, I I smoke a little bit of weed in the evenings to unwind. That that's uh, that's a helpful little tool. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't find until I was in my mid twenties. I'm help. I'm, I'm. I feel lucky that I waited till my mid twenties before I started smoking pot. Right, because it works out. Uh, because they say before your mid twenties that it your brain's actually not developed. Yeah, and yeah. It, it hurts your development. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I didn't start till I was in my mid twenties. Fuck, you're even responsible when you're smoking weed. Right. That's that's the guy. Dan McCarthy right, is. <laughs> right. Man, I was born to be a dad. I really you was. Really, I, oh, you yeah. really are. I see the photos of you and your kids, and it, it's, I mean, you can't even, 
you could not fake the love in your eyes. You oh, just, yeah. You know, yeah, um, they buy everything. And then the other thing that you could see on Dan McCarthy's Facebook feed is constant writing of new jokes, yeah. new one-liners, yeah. new topical uh, things. I mean, you, I don't even know if the ink was fresh on that photograph of uh, our prime minister in black and brown face, and yeah. you already had 11 jokes about it. Yeah. So um, are you obsessed with writing jokes? 100%. Uh, so, Are you like so like Eminem is obsessed with writing rhymes? Do you mm-hmm. consider yourself the Eminem of comedy? Just uh, writing shit on your hand, well, writing shit on a napkin, writing, writing, writing. I mean, I'm better than Eminem, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At rapping too, or just oh, comedy? just just comedy. Okay, no, I can't right. rhyme for shit. Um, <laughs> M's got some punchlines. Oh, though. he does. He does. Yeah, that yeah. Dude's, he's fucking funny. Not taking he's anything away, funny. but you're better. You're yeah. better comedy. I try. Wise. I try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I try to write at least one joke a day, and by which I mean I haven't missed a day of writing at least one uh, since July 30th. 2017. Uh, that was the last day that I didn't have at least one. And every day since then, I've had multiple. Last year, I had about uh, 1,300 jokes. Uh, oh my written. God. I'm trying to top that this year. And You could uh, probably cobble together an hour for sure. Oh, if, if it was. Yeah, but you got to keep in mind how many of these fucking suck. Yeah. Like, yeah, I write 1,300, man, but I get, might get like eight of them that are good. Like they're oh, not, yeah. they're not yeah. great. What what joke did you write today? Will you, will you share? Um, I honestly can't fucking remember, and that's the worst part. Is like I have to look back through it. Well, what's one that you can remember that you wrote recently that you liked? My favorite joke, and this has never done well, and I've ri- I've done it on stage twice. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, crack dealers should be called hookers, and hookers should be called crack dealers. Don't know why I love that joke so much. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a good joke. My my favorite that you do is the owl joke. Oh, the owl with no friends. Whom, whom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... My impression of an owl with no... You don't say it exactly like that, but I'm like, uh, yeah. I, this is what an owl with no friends would sound like. It's actually whom. Yeah, I lo- it's so yeah. funny, man. That's the, like, and it got a lot of people tonight, like... Yeah. I, I was looking at the crowd when you were on stage, yeah. and there were people, like, with joy in their face when you said that. Yeah. And, and like... Some of, your, some of your jokes are uh, really, really cheesy. Mm-hmm. You'll do like three cheesy ones, get groaners, mm-hmm. and then you'll do like a one-liner where you're just very nasty. Yeah. Like, like you do a gut punch every three or four jokes. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, like I really don't even is. lay them out intentionally like that, but I, I try to not do too many real dark ones in a row because uh, yeah. you can lose the crowd that way. Um, if if you're on a regular show, I mean, if you're doing a show that's geared towards doing dark shit, you do it as, as often as you want. But you, you got to keep it light. People people are here to have a good time. You don't need to be reminding them about the the ills of the world. Uh, Who is your favorite comedian currently? Currently, Steve Hofstetter. <laughs> um, no, if we're being real. I between it's either Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr. Yeah, man. and I can't really pick. Dude, I, I loved uh, the, the two new specials they did, um, but I got to give it up for Paper Tiger myself. Yeah, yeah. It, I think Paper Tiger, too, yes. I think that's the best. It's certainly the best Netflix special right now to me. It's the best one of the year, I would say. Yeah. Um, there have been some other ones that I've, I've really loved. I've, I loved all three Tom Segura specials a lot. They're I, I love. Are you a Tom Segura? Fan? Of course, like, you're a mommy. I'm a mommy. I'm a mommy, too. I remember we had that week. in common. Every week. Oh, man, aren't you excited forever. Wednesday morning? But now it's Wednesday night. I know. And dude, that fucks with my it day. Fuck me up. Yeah, because I'm fuck a... my Wednesday. Right. Yeah. So I'm really, really obsessive with some stuff, and I hadn't missed an episode of your mom's house by being it completely listened to by the end of my work day on Wednesday. Yeah. For like two years. Yeah. And then they were just like, "Oh yeah, we're releasing it at like four now," 
and I'm just, I can't handle it. Do, do you know when I started listening to your mom's house? When I was shoveling at night. I used to, like, I ran out of electrical work mm -hmm. for, for, like, almost two years. Mm -hmm. I did not have an electrical job. Mm -hmm. I had, like... Okay, can you wire my basement? Yeah, I'd yeah. wire the fucking basement, they'd give me some cash, and then there would be nothing for me. Yeah. So I had to work what I did what I could. My EI ran out, so I became a landscaper okay. at, at the age of 40, you know? <laughs> I was literally, like, whippersnipping, I, and I would hit a bag of dog shit, and it would splatter in my face, and I would, like, I'd be like, oh, like, what do you do with dog shit all over your face? I took off my sock and I'm like sticking my sock up taking the dog shit out of my nose looking up at a giant poster of James Mullinger on the side of Harbor Station <laughs> and like I'm a comic I'm funny what the fuck am I doing with my life like just you know we, we, it all comes back to mental health right yeah yeah so um what the fuck were we just talking about uh your mom's house your mom's house so I listened to your mom's house uh but, well and in the winter time this landscaping gig I was shoveling uh, during snowstorms, mm -hmm. the, the steps of uh, city buildings and stuff—they uh, all—they're all contracted out by yep. landscapers, yep. right? So from midnight till seven o'clock, because no storm happens earlier than midnight, and you want to shovel later mm -hmm. so that in the morning people are shoveled out, right? Right, right, right. So I, from midnight uh, until like three, I would just be constantly shoveling until my first break, and then after that, I'd be shoveling some more. It was cold. It was wet. The, the it, when we had bigger parking lots to do, we had snow blowers that would always break down. It was a terrible job and it paid no money. Mm -hmm. And the only joy in my heart was listening to Tom and Christina, uh, you know, make fun of each other and talk about farts and, oh, yeah. you know what I mean, make fun of YouTube it's videos. The best. It is so good. And, and it's just like, man, like, I just, I just love it so much. And then it's so rare to meet another fan of that show yeah. and know about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's like so many fans here in New Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. But like, I guarantee Tom and Christina have no fucking idea where St. John, New Brunswick is. No, God, is. no. God, no. God, no. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I love that. And I love that we have that in common and yeah. uh, that we have the, the fatherhood thing in common. And I really just, um, you know, keeping in the theme of tonight and then the mental uh, health uh, uh, fundraiser that we did in memory of Brad uh, with the greatest headliner, Steve Hofstetter. Yeah. I just think that um, I had a point. I lost it. That's okay. <laughs> Even pencils lose their point sometimes. <laughs> no, um, uh, what was I trying to say? I was thinking about um, uh, how you feel. Yeah, that's it. How you feel is so important, and, and we're not that different. And um, if more people just took five minutes and talked to each other, like, I really believe that. And it's not this bell, let's talk phony shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally just, you know, it, even people in your family or anybody around just try to understand, try to make time for them. And uh, I'm really happy that you made time for me tonight, man. Yeah, man. I've got anything for the cause. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dan McCarthy. Thank you, Shane. Thank you for being on Birchwood. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk again. All right. See you, man. Cool, cool.